0: We will never do something. We will never turn a corner. We will never take action on something concerning our children unless we believe it's important. It is important to limit the amount of cyber time your child has.
1: You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie Jay, and we've uh, talked a lot this week already about the research that they've done. Uh, even though this whole cyber stuff is fairly new, we finally do have research. And Dr. Bob Barnes, you referenced a book on Monday, The Digital Invasion by Dr. Archibald Hart. And his right? daughter, yeah.
0: And, and his, his daughter. daughter. They, they have uh, spent some time. Arch Hart is a great researcher, probably 50 books, and the head of a psych department at his university, and a strong believer. Uh, great accent. He's from South Africa. And uh, actually, he's at Fuller, where you are. Okay, He's at Fuller. I just realized that. And uh he's an amazing man and he does and, and he's given us a book and, and almost any time you can get your hands on an Archibald Hart book, his book on anger was very helpful for me uh twenty years ago. He's 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 great. But he has decided to collect all this research on the impact of the cyber world on our children. Um and it's very the reason I like the book is he also took us on as adults. Um but he he's one of the things he talked about in this is we're going to have to get it. We're going to have to understand it. I mean, how many, how many times do you remember seeing a parent that smokes with, with a five year old kid, you know, in that commercial? I remember years and years ago of a dad lighting up, sitting against a tree, and his six-year-old picks up a stick and puts it in his mouth like a cigarette. Mm. Uh, it was just classic. My dad, my child wants to be like me, so I, I've got to first decide. Too much is too much. Mm-hmm. I've got to first decide it's impacting my children. And and there's another issue that's that's in research that's interesting. And it's the it's a word we like. It's called multitasking. And in the multitask, I can do this while I can talk and I can make this happen. And the research that our t- heart talks about is. Multitasking puts us in a position to reactively do a task without learning to think about the task I just did. Mm-hmm. We reactively do this while we reactively do that. You know, multitasking is me backing out of the garage, uh, cranking up my phone to talk, pulling down the street, wondering if I closed the garage door and I have to turn around and look. I did close the garage door, but I'm multitasking and it was something I did brainlessly. And our chart talks about there is a reason for us as our children and our teens to be learning tasks and thinking about tasks rather than just brainlessly getting, getting tasks done. And unfortunately what happens is they don't mature in the transition of youth. How does childhood tasks translate? into adult tests because we didn't think about it. He actually finds some interesting research from Isaac Newton, who's the man that figured out gravity. Hmm. And, uh, ta- and, and with this Isaac Newton thing, the amount of experiments he did, like kind of like Thomas Edison, the amount of experiments he did to do the light bulb, but he had a, the ability to focus, to concentrate until, and he thought, okay, tweak this, tweak this, tweak this. We're raising a generation that does know how to do that. Hmm. And we're raising a generation where the child who has learned how to put the multitasking tool down And he knows how to use it. He knows how to go online. He knows how to use his tablet. But put it down for periods of time and do other things as the child will be the one thinking for us on how to do all the things we need to do in the future. Teaching a child to pay attention. Hmm. Pay attention to what you're doing. And so there is some research out that why are there more ADHD kids now than ever before? I wonder. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of research is maybe they always were there. Other research is, well, we're labeling kids ADHD who haven't been taught how to think or haven't been disciplined into to stay focused, or are we creating ADHD kids because all of life is fascinating. All of life is, is exciting. Anytime I have a free moment, I'm gaming or doing whatever. How can you possibly expect me to sit in a classroom? Mm. How can you possibly expect me to learn? Well, we are expected to learn. I, you know, when, uh, when you and I uh, started to do this uh, broadcast, we needed some help in the, uh, with the computer and I called John Adler in. John Adler is amazing to me. He's been with us six months his learning curve, his focus, and all he wants to do, and he said to us, I'll come in and sit in and learn this, uh, how to do the engineering part, because he's a focuser. He mm-hmm. stays focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, he our, is he our cyber guy? Yeah. But he's also our guy who shuts it down, and he stays focused. I want to raise a child who can stay focused. I don't want to foster ADD. I don't want to foster ADHD. I, I don't want to take a child who doesn't know how to concentrate anymore because he'll never be a physician. Yeah, He will never be a researcher.
1: I'm not a good worker either. In any kind of work that you do, if you're doing two things at the same time, that's not what you're
0: Absolutely it's hard to do. You're not what you're hard to do. to do. And I think what's happened is we've raised a workforce that has decided I don't like not being connected. So I don't like my job. So I wait for every break I can to stay connected. I keep my phone there and, uh, and, and text and text and text and text because without realizing I've subconsciously chosen not to like this life here mm. for these eight hours, I, I, we have to, for so many reasons, pull our children out, let them have their time uh, and, and they're the illusion of being connected, but saying, no, this is a time when we park it. We're going to learn to do long-term projects. We're going to learn to do other things. We're going to learn to actually think. We're going to learn to focus on this. And there's other distractions and, and some of them are great distractions. You're going to hate this one because this is, this is a, a, an important area for you. But the thought of silence with no music on, the thought of not being plugged yeah. in, the thought of being still. Mm-hmm. and hearing god mm-hmm. you know i i redid my deck in the back of my house uh with a couple of other guys and uh they they brought music and i said you're killing me man let's just talk we're cutting these dumb boards and uh and and gerald's trying to teach me how to how to do this and how to do that and it was fun let's just talk let's just talk it became an amazing time mm-hmm. and we did half the deck last summer and they're saying hey when you're back we're ready, we're coming back Um, mostly because they were terrified I was using power tools, but they, and, and they, they, we, we got, we, we developed a relationship. It's not happening in the home anymore, out of their bedroom, out of their bedroom, uh, and, and out of that little private world.
1: Well, and, and like you say, have silence, don't have the TV on in the mornings. If you, you know, can you find the news some other way or something? I, I grew up in a home with a lot of silence. That doesn't bother me ironically, even though. At work, there's not supposed to be a, a moment of silence because that means something's wrong. But I've, I've been amazed even to see my, my stepkids grow up as kids. We did, when they were kids, they, they had silent time at home. But as they became more and more, uh, as they got older and became teenagers, it's like they have to have music on all the time. And it, it bothers music me almost.
0: Connected, what, whatever. Like
1: why? I, and I'm
0: doing this while I'm, oh, wait a minute. I got to text her back. I, I've lost, we've got a generation that's lost the ability to focus. We've got a generation that's lost the ability to look at something and say, I think I can do that better.
1: But I already know that there's like awkwardness that comes to it if you start implementing. You know, guys, we're going to go home in silence today. No music. In the background, put your phones, we'll talk. Yeah. And if we have nothing to talk about, we'll be in silence.
0: And when they what? say I'm bored, you crazy? Oh, bored's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, My mom used to say, being bored isn't a sin.
0: Oh, I like it. <laughs> bored makes me have to think of what I'm going to do with my time when something else, someone else is not entertaining me. Mm-hmm. I want my children to know how to think. I want my children to know how to process information. I want them to know how to look at doing the simple things in life and pull, and, and pull from them. Probably the greatest preacher I've ever known. Uh, was a man named Bill Billingsley at Sheridan Hills Baptist Church and I arrived there at 27 and he was, he was, he was such a North Carolina mountain and I'm going to stop short of the next word I was going to use concerning him. And, and he grew up with nothing. His sermon illustrations were unbelievable because from everything he did, he pulled something. He learned how to think. The man was brilliant. Mm. I want my children to be brilliant. I want them to learn how to process information, not being busy all the time. But what happens is we almost create an entire generation of ADD. Who can't imagine a second of just processing?
1: We just think that if they're focusing on the electronic device, whether it's the TV or the iPhone or whatever it is, that their brains are working. They're like,
0: working in a different way. And exactly. They're not learning how to process information.
1: When when they're silent, it's working in a different way that actually works for them and helps. Well, them.
0: they're thinking. And there, and somebody else isn't thinking for them, mm-hmm. and somebody else isn't processing information for them, and somebody else isn't telling them how to think. And this is fun, and and they're, they're not constantly connected to gossip, and constantly connected to worse than that, worse things than that that they are coming at them. I, I I think what catches us off as parents is our children don't want to do this. I don't want to have downtime, and so we back down, and and we don't we don't say but we are going to do this. And here's the consequence if you violate this. And I'm going to teach you the discipline of this. I, I think it was Roby when he arrived at Taylor University and he, maybe it was his second year or whatever, or somebody else did this. I don't know what it was at, at his school, but he decided for the whole hallway, uh, where he was, that when you're online, leave your door open. Well, who's knowing I'm online? Wait, well, you know that you're online when you 're online, leave the door, leave the door open so there 's an accountability as far as pornography is concerned. Mm. Leave your door open and 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 what happened was people left the doors open all the time. What happened was a community took place. what happened when these guys had so much fun and and interacted and hey, you took this course last year can i they They became so tight uh, they became a family mm. that they still you know it 's been years and they still come through to to see him. I want that in our home. I don't, I don't want boarders who live there, door closed, door closed, door closed. It's like a boarding house. I don't want that. I, I want the doors open unless you're changing clothes. Mm-hmm. And I want the bedroom to not be your place of entertainment. Come on down. And I want us to know that that's, device is not going to be on at all times. And why are you being mean? Let me say to you, <laughs> I'm not being mean. Let me say to you, I'm not doing anything bad. It, I, I didn't say that. But I am going to check your phone from time to time. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say that. I don't I don't think you you necessarily be in bed, but we don't know who's coming at you with information. We don't know who's luring you in. So yes, that device is open open uh to us at all times, anytime. So everybody understand that. Everybody on the same page. And let me first say you don't have to like it. You didn't like your booster shot either, but we went and got it. But I need time. And I need to help you have time and and we did family projects together. We put models together, which initially was boring. We played games together. On vacation every single year, uh we put a 200 piece jigsaw puzzle together wow. the whole time. And initially they didn't like it and then it got competitive and then there there were so many things we learned. By doing this and talking across the table. Mm-hmm. We don't know our children. And worse than that, our children don't know our hearts. And worse than that, our children don't know how to know somebody else's heart, which makes them so vulnerable to the first person they meet. No, it's not even a bad. It's not even about the bad stuff. It's not even about the pornography. It's not even about the sexting. The, I mean, that's a given we have to deal with it. It's about a generation that has no clue how to feel for the pain of another person have compassion they're isolated in their cyber world we didn't know this before the research is out and it's pouring out now and so they, as a parent i've got to decide to know the research you know my daughter Tori is a health nut about food and eating organic food, and it's impacted us. It's great. It's been positive. Uh, I still can't deal with the kale thing, but it's it's been positive, and it's been great. And I think there's a lot of parents, Ruthie, in your mm-hmm. generation that are look okay. I, I want I want our children to eat differently. And when yeah. I thought back, I realized you know what my soda, my children didn't even have a soda till they were you know a, a or whatever, a coke or whatever it was, until they were like in ninth or tenth grade because Rosemary was so into health. Right. And we gave them the freedom to decide. And 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 even to this day it's not a big deal. Right. Uh because we finally gave them the decisions to decide. But it's not about what's going in their mouth. It's about what's going in their brain. Mm. We are dulling their senses we've got to decide it's time to ratchet back and give them a discipline in this area of knowing you got it from, from dinner time till seven. It's parked. Mine's parked. It's parked. And as parents, we will never do this. And here's, what's really important until we both believe it. And this will be a battle in some homes
1: because there's always one spouse that
0: oh, needs can't to have the doing, phone. That's exactly yeah. right. I don't want to say it's generally your gender. Um, <laughs> don't know that that's true. I don't know. Um, and, uh, well, I'm I I'm, I i do not want to do that. So you and but you know you're you're six feet away from me across the table so I can say anything. My you arm want. doesn't reach Yes, totally it doesn't. Over. But I I'm not sure the example we're setting, and I'm not sure we're not setting them up to set to fail mm. in their in relationships in the future and fail in what they could be.
1: We just don't even think about that. Well, this one came so it. fast. I know, we,
0: and it didn't come in dribs we, and drabs. They,
1: you know, you, you shop for healthy things, but there is a shopping process for it's like a monitoring process with with, with uh, cyber world and it's stuff. It's
0: monitoring and it's moderation and it's it's. Not allowing them to substitute this for family relationship that they did. How else will our children learn how to do family if they're not in a family rather than just in a house? They need to be in a home. How else will our children learn to do, you know, learn to do marriage unless they see us actually sitting and talking? Mm -hmm. It's done. The television's off. They've got to see that. We've got to draw them in. And you will have that one child. Uh, that high-end relationship child—you've got a, you've got a little daughter that will see you two talking. and want to be sitting right in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and be that's awesome. There are times when we banish them, and there are times when they can sit right in the middle. But what are we teaching them? We're ma- making them. We're raising a generation of relationally inept adults going out the door.
1: You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting on Purpose. I'm Ruthie J, your host. And uh, to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries, there's a counseling ministry, boys' and girls' homes, and even lots of resources that use their benefits to help the ministry. Find that at shfm.org. You can also give to the ministry directly, um, actually to the children's homes directly, by sending a two-letter text. Just type out SH, short for Sheridan House, and send that message to 41518. That adds $10 to your cell phone bill and sends it to the children's homes. And to hear today's program again, find more programs and other topics or sign up to get them automatically, go to parentingonpurpose.org. Tomorrow we'll be wrapping up this topic of dealing with the cyber tsunami, so we hope you join us for that here on Parenting on Purpose.